Hello and welcome to another episode of Teach These Devils. It's me, James O'Brasfield, bringing you the real truths and deep rhetoric that you're always used to. Or that you always wanted. I don't It doesn't matter. That's not what's important. What's important is this episode. This week, we have Laura Wimbles on, uh, the photographer and author. Is it... Do you, are you authoring anything if it's just a picture? Are you a photother? Which is a word I just made up. A photother? Laura Wimbles is on the program. Uh, in addition to being a photother, one of the only ones I know that, uh, you know, is a, is a photother, she also is an adoptee. We talk about that. We talk about everything. Because, as you know, it is Teach These Devils, and nothing is off limits unless it's discussed previously that we shouldn't talk about that but then I'll somehow bring it up anyway because Teach These Devils is also about gotcha journalism I'm just kidding we're not hey but yeah great episode I say early on that it might be one of my favorites and I I hope that I hope that to be true really enjoyed talking to Laura Uh, Faces of Cleveland on all social media check it out like it love it here it goes That's what it's He's like. <laughs> no, that's what it's like to be me. You know what I mean? Like, it's nonstop. It's like, I just woke up. Please leave me alone. Except you. Except unless you're me standing outside. Except for like, you standing outside. I don't know what door to go Is in. it the right one? That's right, you fucking jagaloons. It's Teach These Devils. We're back. Unfortunately, Wilson, I decided should not be here because my guest today... They know each other too well, and it would have been gross and weird and inside jokes the whole time. And I want to learn the story of this individual. You might have heard her voice. It's very nice. It's calming. Her shirt says she's awful, but I know that not to be true. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Laura Wimbles to teach these devils. Hello. Thank you for having me, James. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited. This is going to be, I think, my favorite episode because your voice is so calming. Oh, please. No. How many episodes are you in? Like, we have over 40 nine. hours of Teach These Devils. Okay. I was yeah. say, maybe you have like a low amount that you don't have much. No, no, no. I, I'm like, I'm, I became obsessed with seeing people's waveforms. Like, everyone's waveform is different. Oh, it's like a fingerprint. It is. It's very really cool. To the individual. Okay. That's I like, like that. That has played a, a factor on who's on the podcast more often than I'd like. But <laughs> today, I feel like this is going to be dope because you've done so much cool shit. That we should just start at the beginning. And how how much of the beginning do you want? What what would be the beginning to you? Adult life, I guess, right? Adult That's life. when life really starts. I can't do anything cool when I'm a kid. That's true. Unless I steal some of my dad's cigarettes and go behind the, the transformer <laughs> and have a quick smoke. <laughs> my dad wasn't really around and he didn't smoke, so I wouldn't <laughs> have had that opportunity. Your dad wasn't around? No, no. Really? No, not really. Um, my parents got divorced when I was in the third grade. And mm. Yeah, it just wasn't present. That's, I'm uh, fine. No, <laughs> it's okay. I, <laughs> whenever you say it's okay, there's something behind it. Yeah. Now, you were also, you were adopted, right? I was. I was adopted. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't. I like to think that maybe I was adopted, so that way I have a chance of not ending up exactly <laughs> like my dad. But, 
like what's when did you always know like when did you find out that you were yeah my my mom was always like super transparent with it um she always you know explained that to me from the time I was a young child so it was never it wasn't something when I turned 17 she sat me down and she was like I have something to tell you. When you were 17? No, 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 no. So I always knew from the time I was, I was, a, I was a young child. A young and, boy. um, because I knew that, like, I thought it was completely fine and normal. And then when I was in elementary school, I remember this moment so vividly because mm. it just like changed the, the rest of my, uh, adolescent life with the way kids treated me. I remember in third grade, everyone was sitting on the carpet and the teacher had, um, we were doing conversation prompts mm-hmm. and she was passing around this little bag. And for whatever reason, I pulled out a piece of paper that said, tell us something unique about yourself that no one else would know. And really? I just thought, yeah. And I just thought, well, I'm adopted. And so I said, I'm adopted. And everyone was like, <gasps> oh my like, God. All the air just got like, look at her. And, um, you know, it was it was the late eighties. Well, I guess it would have been yeah, it would have been like maybe nineteen ninety. I, I don't know. But shout um out. yeah, shout people were not open about talking about that and then everyone was like, You're dirty, you're that. a freak. Oh, people were I don't understand. How could what does being adopted translate into being a terrible like that's not No, it's just, you know, children, they're not you know, the brains haven't fully developed, so they can't really concept the, they can't grasp the idea of it that, like, I was adopted as an infant. I was, like, mm-hmm. two or three months old. So, oh, wow. it would have been, like, if you found out today you were adopted, you, you would still view your mom as your mom. That's all you've known. No, I wouldn't. And- <laughs> I would immediately hate her. And I would hold oh, the fact that I didn't get a Sky Racer sent over her head forever. That's how long ago. We're talking Sky Racers. Google it, you fucking jagaloons. You dumb dumbs. <laughs> but yeah, like I th- I was fine with it, but I uh, quickly found out everyone else was not fine with it. So that just so followed like, me my whole, the rest of my school. Career. You're like, like four oh, years shit. old, five years old, like, hey, this is, I'm fucking, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, this was third grade. So I was probably like, how old are you in third, third grade? grade? Like seven, seven eight, eight maybe. Yeah. Some, somewhere around that yeah. time period. So like, um, fuck it. So my dick. I'm cool. I'm happy. Yeah. Like I was fine with it. And then, but then after that, I became super shameful of it. And um, I don't know, my adopted parents, even though they're like my parents, they are white and um, I'm Puerto Rican, so especially mm. when I was younger, I was super dark. I've, I've but at least, out. like, you're not like, we and Wilson were just talking about this the other night, at least you're not like mixed race Puerto Rican to your knowledge, you're just regular Puerto Rican, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you take a white woman and a Puerto Rican woman and smash them together, there's <laughs> a real danger of being stabbed or cut that <laughs> elevates, even like, especially like a black Puerto Rican, we and Wilson were just saying, like, oh my god, <laughs> stay away from me, you beautiful woman. <laughs> I'm scared of you. Um, <laughs> There's fear in my heart right now. I'm so scared. I didn't know you. Were I'm tucking my shiv into my boot. You can't. Say don't. <laughs> she yelled oh, "cr" and then stabbed the fuck out of me. <laughs> but Her yeah, shirt didn't lie. My yeah, uh, awful. My yeah, my I was raised by white people. They're and so, German. And so I was white right, Germans? White Germans. Darmstadt is my mom's last name. Oh, that's My father's nice. last name is Wimberley. So, um, yeah. And growing up, I grew up in a super white town. And Whereabouts? Berea. Oh, that's white as hell. It's super white. And I was, I was the darkest one, like, all throughout elementary school. And, like, growing up, 
knowing that you're adapted from such an early age, knowing your uh, your culture and heritage of your your biological parents, did you ever meet them? By the way, or no? No, I never have. Never have, never will. Ne- I don't. I don't want to say never will unless they're dead. Do you which have a is desire very... to at all? I did at one point. Um, there was once upon a time I was. Um, I was engaged and we were at the courthouse getting the um, marriage certificate. Oh, and wow. um, I don't know what came over me while we were in line. When we got to the counter, I asked the clerk, I was like, if I wanted to look up adoption records, like what office would I go to? She was like, oh, it's right down the hall, uh, room three, whatever, uh, around the corner there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boyfriend, my fiance at the time was like, you know, he'd never heard me talk about wanting to. How did he fuck that up? I called it off two days beforehand. What did he do? <laughs> I, I love that you know that he did. Something. Um, he told he told me that I uh, this was this was maybe like a year prior. He said I was too heavy and he wasn't attracted what? to me. That's, I don't know. I mean, That's everyone's fucked got, up. <laughs> it was kind of fucked up only because we had been living together for like five and a half, six years at that point. Was he a bigger gentleman? Was <laughs> no, he, no. He was was just, he some fucking white? He was a, he was a skinny white, yes, <laughs> and his whole family's thin, <sighs> and they've got those metabolisms which I don't know about. Audible <laughs> side, nice. yeah. <sighs> um. Oh man, that's fucking what a loser, what a dum dum. Certified smoke show. Laura Wimbles is on the program. That's right. Some of us to- took the break to watch Last Man on Earth, and quite frankly, it's been a great program. I'm sad it got canceled. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> We're talking a little bit about some heavy shit, so of course I just want to lighten the mood a bit. But That's like, why I brought some wine. What kind of idiot would be like, you know what? I'm not getting married to you, Laura Wimble, a certified smoke show. I don't need you. Well, he didn't say I'm not getting married to you. He just let it out. He's like, hey, maybe. The, the course of conversation, like, you know what? You should think about losing some weight. <laughs> His exact words were, lose the gut, and you we'll talk. You cannot do that. <laughs> you can't come back from that. You never come back from that. You have to be married for like 25 years to say something <laughs> like that. Well, I was an idiot, though, um, because I was in my, in my 20s, so I lost I lost like 40 pounds. Um How'd you do it? Cocaine or? I didn't, no, I've never done cocaine. Good. Good for I've you. I've never, ever tried it. It scares me too much. I Those anti-drug uh, oh, PSA. The like the, Yes. The one where that little that Just, little black kid gets addicted like instantly to crack he's cocaine. He's like born. He was like, do you know what I'm talking about? He was like 10 or 11 years old and he he's hanging out with his Come brother's on, older friends and they give him some and he's like. The next day, he's like, "I gotta get more," and then he's instantly just like on this path to it. terribleness. And I love it. I didn't want to be that. <laughs> I didn't want to be that. Because you grew up in White Berea, you knew that. <laughs> I was scared straight. On worked on you so good. Oh my god. Also, like we're going off. You, some asshole didn't want to get married to you because he said you were too. That's dumb. Well, marriage wasn't even on the table yet. He was just. He just said that. In, but you still went. You like. Well, I lost the weight, mm-hmm. and then I lost the weight in like six months, and I got down to a size zero, which I thought I looked amazing. How'd and you, then what? I just started running and not eating. Running works. Yeah, running does work. Um, not eating works too. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great combo. But um, then he proposed out of nowhere. He always said he didn't want to get married. What a dick. Um, and I, well, I mean, I'm a dick too because I was like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. So mm. we planned a wedding really quickly in like three months we were going to get married and then um a week before the wedding i was laying on the couch and he came home from work it was summertime and he was like oh my god your legs are so skinny it's disgusting it's gross and i was just like 
What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know what I could do to make this person happy. Maybe so. he was like nagging you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I was getting like Rick rolled. I think he was nagging the shit out of you. <laughs> um so that was why i called it off because i was I just know. like i can't I some people can't handle people that are like you have like a, a thing about you i don't know if you know it but like you have like a like there's an essence the essence of wimbles <laughs> the essence of uh, new perfume perfume dropping perfume. in perfume parfum dropping in <laughs> 2019 the essence of laura wimbles That's, it was is that your project <laughs> should be smells like what that would smell. slightly of like dana scully and a little bit of uh <laughs> smell like uh dana scully my cat um uh, best cat name ever by the way <laughs> um it left over red wine the next day mm. and maybe like some i don't know habanero peppers <laughs> yes the scent of wimbles available everywhere oh my god so yeah idiots aside you decided, hey, I'm going to try and look up these friggin' birth parents of mine. Yes, yeah. So, um, well, I we went to the office and I asked what the process was, and they said because I was adopted between this very odd window between 1979, I think, is the year, and 1984. All adoption records during that time are sealed, sounds no matter like a, what. Sounds like a cocaine thing. <laughs> Maybe my birth parents <laughs> did cocaine. <gasps> Do you think they were in a cartel? Oh, that'd be dope. What would be, be like? So dope. Did you get any like money? Surprise money on your 18th birthday? Or? No. We're like, we're too. I like keep thinking like someday I'm gonna get that <laughs> surprise money. It's like we're beyond the age of surprise money. Did you grow up thinking that? Like, I just know that I came from royalty somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's some there's some surprise trust fund in well, my name. You like, see, I, I I always secretly thought that I've been unfortunately, waiting. Unfortunately, I can almost certify and guarantee that I came <laughs> from royalty of some type in another country. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's been washed away by a whole ocean <laughs> and a forced boat ride. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. I always get so jealous of Puerto Rican people's hair. It's like, then I could have just blended right in. <laughs> no one would have taken us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Get out of here. Oh, they're just Puerto Rican. Let's just leave. No, I've been working on some jokes about that and like building the car, Henry Ford. Oh yeah, building yeah. the car and all kinds of stupid shit like that. But let me hear one. That's not how it works. You know that. What? No, I want to hear it. Well, Henry Ford. I just like tell the whole story of Henry Ford, like trying to go on a date with some hot girl, so he rides his horse over. And she's like, I don't ride horses. And she's like, all right. Then he fucking comes back with like a carriage and she's like, mm, that looks very rickety. I won't be riding in that either. <laughs> then he comes back on a bicycle and she's like, what am I supposed to do? Sit on the side? That's foolish. No, I won't do that. Then he's like, all right. So he builds a car and then comes back and she's like, is that a four cylinder? She's <laughs> <laughs> so fancy. Right? She's like, I won't. No, I can't. So classy. <laughs> it's usually funnier. That's why, you know. <laughs> Sounds like she's holding out for a Tesla. Is that it? Is that what it takes now? Um, maybe, maybe the, for her. The levels have changed so much these days. Like twenty twenty, what is it going to take to find the love of a good woman? I don't know. You're going to have to like be a good person and like not be a gross monster because that is going to take a lot of doing. <laughs> That's a stretch. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about my friend that lives inside of me, Uncle Nasty Fingers, but he is insatiable. <laughs> He's a monster and he He's wants sh- to kill. Trying to claw his way out. He's like, ah, let me see. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In me, <laughs> Uncle Nat, <Nathafanga. laughs> I gleated a little bit. 
you saw it. Don't judge me. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, like people get grossed out by it. I don't even think it, I don't even consider Gleet really even like a spit. If it doesn't hit me, I'm I'm cool. But what if it's like uh, you get like a, an arc? It's like clean water. <laughs> I feel like you could drink it. And it's like oh, it's like toilet water. Like if you're in trouble. Gleet. I, I feel like oh. it, it comes from under the tongue too. Right? It's always like. Like, <laughs> it's, like some it's like one of those shit. sprinklers. <laughs> Talk about defunct fucking biological functions. Like we do not need to be able to do that for any reason. So you, you eat a lemon and then you're just squirting your date in the face. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Why are you eating a lemon on a date? You're doing shots or whatever. Oh, okay, know. okay. So Isn't that a thing? lemon like drop time. Drinking. Oh my god. <laughs> Adi ba I just made that up. Enough about me and my hates. Let's talk about you and your loves. You are a fucking, I'm calling you a professional photographer. You got the dope camera sitting over there right now. You said you're going to capture my likeness and image. Yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to steal your soul in a moment in time. You too, huh? Mm -hmm. Good thing I jarred my soul and broke it into several hundreds of pieces. (laughs) That have been dispersed all around. One of them is a boy in England. (laughs) This is the lost Harry Potter novel. I am the Dark Lord. <laughs> they call me Young Tom Riddle. <laughs> so, this is the other thing I wanted to ask you. But before we sure. get too crazy, I wanted to ask you: What's it? Do you feel like because you were adopted and like from infancy, but you're smart enough to know that you were a bit different? You figured it out you're different. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like white privilege rubbed off on you at all? Um, I I absolutely do, and. It's a weird it's a weird parallel to walk because I grew up being viewed as I was called a spick, I was called, you know, all all kind, all the gross names you can think Terrible. of. Yeah. Um so the white kids didn't understand me, but I grew up raised by white people in a very white environment, so mm. I've felt very identified with whiteness and white Don't culture worry. and They're but they figure didn't it get out, me. Laura. Sit down and watch Cagney and Lacey with us. <laughs> But like once I got to high school, there were there were other people of color there. There mm-hmm. were, we had you know black students, we had uh, Hispanic students. Still didn't really have many Asians, but um, the Hispanic students were actually raised by Hispanic people and spoke Spanish. And I don't speak Spanish. I don't know. Not at all. None, I yeah. don't know any Spanish. I I took two years of it in high school. I retained nothing. I know La Playa. I know uh, Cerveza, Cabeza. You, that's about it. And do so you go to the store. This is fucked up. But do you go to the store and sometimes people are like, Oh my god, that happens to all me the time. all the time. I went to Miami last year for the first time and I was staying in Little Havana and everyone was like, yeah, that, 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 and, and I was like, like uh-uh. I was like, you are barking up the wrong coconut. Um, <laughs> I look it, I don't speak it. I'm lo siento. <laughs> lo siento, por favor. Hello. And I went into this amazing uh, looking little hole in the wall Cuban restaurant and they actually started laughing at me because they were speaking Spanish to me and I was like lo siento no habla espanol and they were like ah! <laughs> they like shut up and I felt it was a it was a weird culture shock in a way right? um I felt like an imposter that's why uh-huh. I call myself a Puerto Rican because I can't I, I can't really I don't know I feel it feels disingenuous to say that I'm Hispanic I'm Hispanic but like I don't know. I was viewed as that. That's so, such a foundation of my uh, childhood mm-hmm. is being made to feel like a minority and, and yeah, carry. I, I still carry that with me. Like when I walk into a room, sometimes I'm like, different, I tense I'm different. up. Man, that's that's 
That's intense. It's it's a it's an odd feeling, and very 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 few people understand. They, yeah, they think I'm over exaggerating, and it's like, no, I don't know. I uh, I had a, like things thrown at me in in school, and wow. you know, people do shit to my locker, and you know, call me a gypsy, and like I just everything, every gross thing you can think of, and that's so mean. Um, I'm fine now, <laughs> clearly. Um, but oh. it's yeah, it's just it's a weird, it's a I don't know, it's a weird road to walk. I could, I think the the conversation that we had that made me want to absolutely talk to you even more, other than like your amazing accomplishments, was like you. I think you said something to the effect of like you can feel like. Well, maybe I'm putting this on you, but it sounds like you said something to the effect that was like I know who i am but i don't it feels like almost it was like almost like you don't have access to that like yeah because i can't i can't uh get people to see that sometimes Mm -hmm. i i can't um no that i'm trying to think exactly what my how you worded it how i worded it but i like i i know who i am and i can't sometimes translate that enough for people to understand where i'm coming from mm. it's like you i don't know i'm not even gonna try and explain it it's just <laughs> undefinable you have to see like and for me it's like do i know that you're a person of color yes but it's like you're so much you that that doesn't affect you know like who i'm like it's not puerto rican for sure and, 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 and it absolutely first. shouldn't and and the fact that i'm 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 35 now, and it is true that you know people pale out as they as they get older. If I showed you a picture when I was younger, I looked like one of those kids in the Sally Struthers "Won't You Help the Children" commercials. Those like, dark children. Yeah, I, I was very super dark. Um, so then when I when I try to explain to someone my situation and my background now, they kind of just like throw it aside. Like, get okay, well, you. you are so passable as white, which I totally get. Like a lot of people now will either think I'm Hispanic or Italian. Which Italian, is, yeah, like I totally get it. Viable. Um, but so then that adds another layer onto it where it seems like I'm just you know amping it up or exaggerating. Yeah. Like, no, oh, oh, I man. went through a hard time as a kid, and it's like I did. But if you were to look at me now, I I completely understand why people are like, all right, bitch, like <laughs> you are not, you're you don't fine. look like a person. You're, you're okay. Um, so it just you, like, I can't win. <laughs> if you have a, I don't think i could ever but like the option of being like a passable for white is that like a thing that's like if i had that i would be like you know what i'd fucking probably have a better job probably wouldn't have to touch boxes all the time i'm fucking but you work at your like a server you do whatever you want yeah i bartend uh at the union club so that it's weird because the union club is very much mm. you know old white men um, you know, old wealthy white men like that's they a, love brown people. <laughs> they like brown people serving them. <laughs> Bring me a cola, boy. <laughs> Fucked up. Goddamn old whites. <laughs> We're gonna die so we can start over. The bad ones. I mean, there's good and bad in everyone, right? <laughs> of course. And full disclosure, everyone there has been very, very nice to me. Of course they have. I shout out to the sponsor, the Union Club. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, Gourmands, Goya Products, Lush Cosmetics, Pressure Life, and Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Made in provisional bakeries by the same people that make the original Dark Horse 
Big red blend. Dark horse. Drink it before <laughs> noon. No, Laura's still here. We're going to um actually, before, when we come back, we're going to take a short little respite here. Catch our breath. Do a quick breather. Um, this is an early episode. She snuck up here and saw me when I first woke up. <laughs> The only thing that was bad was that my hair was messed up. The rest of me, tell him how good I look. Tell him. Tell him about me. Uh, he looked amazing. He looked like he'd been up since 8 a.m. Just down flourishing, glowing. doing all kinds of Came things. Came down glowing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lie. We'll talk more about that in the break. <laughs> no, Laura's here. Um, she just gave us some dope insight into being a person that's on the outside of the inside of a situation. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your book, uh, your photography, and, you know, everything else, because it's fucking teach these devils, you jack-offs. Everyone knows that we talk about whatever we want on this program. <laughs> so get used to it. 2019, episode motherfucking two, season three, teach these devils. Laura, tell them. I'm telling you I'm going to educate these devils. Hell yeah. We'll be right back. You're doing way better than Wilson. <laughs> Suck on that, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, say that terrible thing you just said again. About you being No. Damn it. <laughs> I have to edit that out. Oh, we're, uh, no, no, no. You're not going to edit that out. No, uh, no, uh, no. For all the masses at home, oh, James no. was in high school. Gross. But we were talking about people in high school who... Did too well. They they did too well, and I don't know. I'm on. I've I am of the personal belief that when you peak in high school, it's just a it's a real fast belly flop. Yeah, it's just a downward like a. It, and as you get older, you just get worse. Why is high school such an important metric for all of us? Still, I don't know. I don't well, know not maybe. Maybe we're just like, putting that on people, but like I feel like it is like a it's a, a keynote. Well, it's it's such a coming of age thing, and you're you're learning and growing and maturing and blah blah blah. It's gross. It, it, no, it's, it's super gross. I still use, like as a measurement. It's like I've known Wilson for like a high school, a whole high school career. Career, <laughs> all four grades. <laughs> yeah, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. What? You guys are seniors now. <laughs> We're seniors, and we don't care. We're wearing those fucking weird shoes. I don't care. You got senioritis. I'm wearing fucking Kanye shoes. My mom got them for me, bruh. <laughs> But if you peak in high school, like, that's it. And I've seen some people who peaked in high school because they find me on Facebook, mm. they friend me, and they mm. <laughs> they invite me to their Tupperware parties. And um, But they probably make, like, $90,000. Uh-huh. No. There's some whites, right? <laughs> They're just some whites, no? That's like... See, I feel like... Everyone I know that peaked is like, yeah, I live in Colorado, make 90 Gs. My name's, I should be a football player, but oh, I just hang God. out. No, no. See, that's the opposite of the people I went to high school with who peaked in high school. They are all still living in and around Berea and yeah, they just kind of exist, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but. Berea, like, let's talk, uh, another guest of the show is on, came from Berea, Mary Santora, you probably know her. Yes, of course I everyone know Mary, I love everyone. Mary. Uh, if you didn't know, listener, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. On this <laughs> well, program. that's tiny Cleveland, it's not six degrees of separation, it's two, and you've it's probably like, dated one of them. Oh, I have not dated Mary, that's not me saying that. <laughs> Are you sure? Because this could have went a whole other direction. <laughs> no, but I, uh, so I was at, Mary's younger than I am, but... Her oldest brother was a grade lower than me. Oh, so, so it's like there is a little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are sure. Bereans. 
We're totally Bereans. Yes. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to if you want to know like the degree of whiteness that Berea was, just look at Mary. <laughs> wow. Mary like that's so crazy. She's like as white as you can get. Whitey white white. Just like you. No. Burned him. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't burn, so you can't burn me. <laughs> right? Oh my god. <laughs> What's a sunburn? I don't I so I actually did experience a sunburn for the first time in my life. I know I, I was How? like I'm gonna have to hand in my my Hispanic card. Give it um, to me. It's being burned. <laughs> I was in I was in Florida and it was after, you know, I'd been in winter, the winter of mm. Cleveland for four or five months. Oh no. And I went there in April and I was like, I can go out on the beach and my body was like, no, you can't, nah, bitch. bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's happening? And I, I was like 32 experiencing my first sunburn. And I was like, ah! Did it hurt? What's it feel like? Um, So it was it was only on my face. It wasn't like on oh. my body, like on my shoulders or anything. It was on my face. And um, it just feels like, just like a burning uncomfortable. Like a little sting. Like, like a. Just a little STD on your face. I don't know. Just a little STD on your face. I don't know. Just a little STD on your face. I don't know. Uh! <laughs> a little steeter on your face. I've never had an STD. I haven't either. So like, the fact that I said that almost makes it sound like I have. You have for sure. I haven't. Not even like, what's the one? The thrush? It's like you don't even get anything. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's just from like when you. Never mind. Is that like when a cat gets. <laughs> Oh yeah, for some <laughs> you seem to know a lot uh, about it. I don't know about it. It sounds like when a cat has the mange. I've got, <laughs> I've got the thrush. Mange. That's like I think the mange like is one of the most appalling things in the whole world. And it is kind of exactly that. It's like a weird rash you get from like micro cuts if you like cut your pubes down or whatever you know you're doing your stipping and you cut your pubes down doing all the stipping and then you cut your pubes so is that how that's how it gets in the little mm, cuts a little slapping okay little, little cuts from the slap 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 you know you know what i mean you've seen all the moves everyone's moves are the same right you get your leg, levels grab your toe <laughs> in the sky then you do a front flip everyone everyone does that right I sure knew, depends that. on the movie you're watching <laughs> adult pino starring kevin durant no <laughs> that's unrelated we came here to talk about your amazing work laura is still on the program i don't know if you guys know it's teach these devils still we've been rambling we're just talking we're just rapping yeah it's like i feel like i've known you for at least four years yes we never really hang out no i've only just been to your house recently i felt it was only right to invite you to mine and talk to you about your dope ass book that you made oh yeah that old thing faces of cleveland tell us about that like what's the inspirato the inspirato for that was after I got out of that relationship uh, that I called the wedding off of, I mm-hmm. moved out, bought a house, and um, I just wanted to fill it with people that I knew. I, I was like, I should, instead of putting up like generic artwork or mm-hmm. whatever, I should just take portraits of my friends because I think my friends are That's doing- really, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Like my friends, I know so many cool people who are doing awesome things around town in Cleveland, and this was like 2013. Um 
I knew a lot of musicians and comedians and artists and writers and all just all kinds of different really interesting people, bartenders, servers. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to try to see how many portraits I can take of them, then, you know, print them out, hang them around my house so, so that cool. the walls aren't bare. Um, and then I honestly, I just started posting them on Facebook like you do. And then I tagged <laughs> people in them and people loved having a, you know, a nice portrait of themselves. That That's they, so cool. That they had taken. And, um, I was also posting them on my Instagram and I was like, this is probably annoying for no one who gives a shit about portraits or people that Mm -hmm. they don't know. So I was like, I should just make a separate Instagram for it um, and call it faces of Cleveland. And I, I did that and I had a couple hundred followers within like a day or two. Yeah, that's really cool. So I was like, people seem to be responding to it. And at the time I was working for Joanne fabrics or um, (laughs) well, so I was a product photographer for Joanne fabrics. I had, uh, then changed jobs and I was working at the Pakatan headquarters. Okay. Um, so I was taking pictures of crafting products on a white background. It was more just production Lame. line. It, it was so boring. Make your like, back hurt type oh, shit. Not even that. It just made your brain hurt. The <laughs> empty. It takes away your your creative spark. Oh, my brain had just atrophied, and it was the most like banal. Just oh my god. I was like, it was at the time. I was like thirty, early thirties, and I'm thinking. This is the kind of job, like, there's no uh, place that I can rise to. Like, I'm at the highest I can get, mm-hmm. and it's like old yeller being tied to the tree. Like, and I'm not, I don't oh, want to, wow. like, this is like an end of career job, and I just was not interested in in it anymore. So I found myself, I was, I was, I was a fucking terrible employee, like, the last uh, year <laughs> or two. I would just, I would come into work, and I would be like, I'm going to edit a Faces of Cleveland photo, and like, I just, Fuck like, it. spend Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's really wrong with that. <laughs> it's like, but that's when you know Einstein it's time did to his go. Best stuff when he was working as a patent clerk. <laughs> patent clerk earns. <laughs> so I, after though, like the the whole project kept getting momentum. Like a year in, I was like, I don't want to work here anymore. Fuck this place. I'm gonna wow. try to. I'm going to kick the ladder out from underneath myself and see if I can make this a thing. And I quit. And six months later, I had a publisher say they wanted to publish it. They found you. Excuse me. So I, it was someone I had met at, um, are you familiar with Genghis Khan? Yeah. Okay. Genghis Khan is run by John G, who's another fantastic person in Cleveland. Um, he puts on Genghis Khan, which is, uh, it's always the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And it's a dope place to get some fucking sick local art. Like, I have stuff from Genghis Khan, like, in 2014 that I, like, is a part of my life now. For sure. And it's, it's a small indies comic, Mm -hmm. um, little convention where people from all over the country, what started, you know, with, like, local people in Cleveland and the surrounding areas, and then now it's, you know, it's grown where people come in and they vend yeah. tables and they show off their artwork and their 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 zines and stuff and mm-hmm. it's it's really cool and they still doing it at the screw factory yes yes it's amazing no it's wonderful and everyone should check it out um but i met uh i ended up talking to a guy there matt chinaki who um had put out a book called alternative movie posters that i had bought in chicago at a bookstore called quimby's my favorite bookstore nice um and I had no idea that he was local. And I was talking to him at his booth. He was next to Durf, Durf yeah. Backdurf, who wrote yeah. My Friend Dahmer mm-hmm. and Trashed. I want to try and get him on. Uh, he would be fantastic. Um, 
but he had a table next to Durf and I was talking to Matt and um, we talked for like 45 minutes and I was like, oh my God, I just met my soulmate. Like what? Like this is amazing. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, I live in Lakewood. And I was like, I just bought your book in Chicago. Like how are it's you like, hey. local? And <laughs> All was, of a sudden your hair just kept yeah. flopping around. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyways, you're, you're near me. Um <laughs> However, he's gay, so that that door oh, just slammed shut. I know, but no, now we're really great friends. And he was, he um, found out he was working for Hugo Boss uh, there. Um, Shout out to Hugo Boss for making those Nazi uniforms. <laughs> I didn't know that one. <laughs> oh no, that one like back in the yeah. way back in the day. They invented the gray that. shirt. <laughs> like, Fuck. The black shirt is Hugo Boss. The Schultzenstaffel. We need like the Price is Right losing theme song. Edit it in post. <laughs> but Here's long post. story short, he uh, he was working for Hugo Boss the same week that he um, found out he had cancer. Oh my gosh. His boyfriend broke up with him Ooh. and found out he was getting laid off because they were shutting down the Cleveland office of they Hugo Boss. sounds of Cleveland <laughs> office. <laughs> <It's a> Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the uniforms again. Click. <laughs> For the last time, yeah. So with his severance package, though, he decided, I don't ever want to go back to like a white-collar job. I want to, I want to publish books for artists because when he made his books, he only got like a dollar per copy. Um, he's like, I want to start doing publishing for artists and have them actually make more than a buck for all the work that they've put in. So I was his first um, book that he published under his own venture. That's so cool. Yeah. So that, I know there's a very long Since answer you to sold your question. like a bajillion, D, a whole Cleveland amount of copies. I, I did sell a Cleveland amount of copies for a book that is a photo book, first of all, which, Amazing. you know, no, that great, like that, that narrows the field and it's Cle- regionally that's, focused. So that's it's like right up Cleveland's alley. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do much reading over here. Uh, <laughs> we do yeah. a lot of looking. <laughs> Check the numbers on the Wall Street Journal sales in Ohio. I'll tell, I'll tell you something. <laughs> but like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, I decided recently that I was going to try and finally write a book. Yes. Oh, you should. I want to write a stupid book, and I want it to be about nothing, like a book about actual life. Perfect. I'm looking for the the way Black Seinfeld. (laughs) No, it's called Brassfeld, and it's on NBC Wednesday nights, (laughs) 7 to 3. As soon as the check clears, I'm telling everyone. Brassfeld. You hear that, Lauren? Brassfeld. Give me that check. Did you know Lauren Michael secretly runs NBC? Secretly? Well, maybe. Right. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's so cool. Back to your book again. I just want to close out it with this like amazing idea. It's like the 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 origin of it is even better than I could have imagined. It's like it's a thing that you were just trying to do, and I've like I said, I've I've always been obsessed with. I want like some giant photographs of some of my best friends of all time. Whenever I finally get a giant mansion, I'm like, I want my friend Rachel saying the word motherfucker, like, mid-sentence, and my dear friend Emily saying son of a bitch, like, mid-sentence. It's like the greeting posters in my entry. I've known them yes. since fourth grade. Some of the best swears and most prolific, lovely people I've ever met. And that'll make you happy every time you walk into your house time. and you see that, yeah. And one thing, though, I know we, I think we maybe briefly talked about, and it's not something I've talked about a lot. I, I um, talked about it at Weapons of Mass Creation, but there was a lot of 
So when the book came out, it was 2016. That mm-hmm. was when the Cavs had won the championship. Yeah. Everything was coming up. Working Cleveland, yeah. the Indians were in the World Series. Everything was great. So the book came out in October. And obviously, the election, our presidential election, was uh, in November. Yeah. Following that, though, a lot of people don't realize this. I, the book came about a very uh, almost in a disjointed way because mm-hmm. I never, I never said like, I want to make a book and I'm gonna take pictures to make you a book. Just that was never to have enough photos for a book. Just happened to have enough photos for a book. So following that, though, the next year. The person who I have on the cover is mm. the bouncer from the grog shop. Yeah. And it was a fantastic photo. It's one of my favorite photos I've ever taken. And the I... The gentleman has seen my ID more than once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I got him as he was walking down Coventry, and I quickly gave him the 10-second elevator pitch for the, the project. Like, oh, I'm just trying to collect people around town that I admire or i've seen you know a lot do you mind if i take your picture for it and he said go ahead i took one picture it was that picture and yeah. he just kept on walking thanks. back to the Did he even say thanks like, no no i mean he was like he was totally cool about it but later on because his facebook is public he publicly came out as a trump supporter uh-huh. <laughs> which you know everyone is entitled to their uh, yeah. beliefs even though i don't agree with that. Um, it's not something that I had the wherewithal to ask him in 2014 when I shot that picture of well, him. Like, what are your political affiliations for this upcoming? We never even thought Donald Trump was a possible candidate. No yeah, one, like, ever. Ever. Like, maybe as a joke, but. So, really, yeah, Donald Trump's running, did you hear? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about Beta O'Rourke right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I'm hopeful. I'm the Trump supporter for Beto O'Rourke right now. Like, that's how I was like, man, I really hope he gets it, man. So, though, uh, months after that, when that was out, that, you know, he was a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. That's that trickle-down effect started to come onto me oh, as, no. you put this fucking Trump supporter racist on your book cover, you're a bigot, and I was just like, you're like how'd you find out (laughs) (laughs) i've been hiding in plain sight this entire time under this people of color thing (laughs) 2019 is year of the coons we're coming back we're coming for all your shit we're making jackets guess what oh man I'm gonna get a fucking motorcycle jacket. There's <laughs> coons on the back. Oh, Has a little fuck. tail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so, so problematic. Oh, did I just fall in love? You just gave me the best idea ever. The most racist motorcycle jacket of all time. Burr, 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 burr. Coons MC. Coons MF. Coons motherfucker. Anyway, no, that's not your fault. Well, then, then it started. It started with the cover and the person who was on the cover and the Trump thing. And then it, then, then people were like, "You don't have enough black people in your book. You don't have enough Hispanic people in your book. There is not one Asian in your book." And I was just like, "What in the world is ha-? like?" I freaked out because this I've never like, had any kind of like accusations racist. of being racist and. Um, it was it was really it was really scary. That's intense. And it made me ashamed of the project. It made me 
scared to even talk about it and a lot of people are like oh you just got to get over it and it's like that's easy to say but then when people on the internet are just like flooding your instagram and flooding your you know public facebook page asian american and i just want to say well it's funny that you say that because i got a message from someone who was not an asian american um i got a message from someone after i had put the instagram up um instagram page Uh it was it was up for like maybe like a week or two, maybe three, and someone sent me an email. I had a facesofcle at gmail.com email attached to the Instagram. There's no mention of my name. There's no identity of me attached to the project. So they wise, have no idea who they're writing. Choice. Yes. And they sent an email that said, hey, I saw your faces of Cleveland Instagram. It's lovely. Your photography work is pretty good. Um, I like what you're doing and the thought process of reaching out to people in the city, but you should really consider having more people of color. I would like to see more gay people. I would like to see more women as well. Hmm. I wish you luck and I hope you have fun with the project, blah, 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 blah. And so I looked at the person's name and it was a woman and then I looked them up on Facebook and I saw that it was a white woman. And I was like, you don't even understand that you're writing someone who is A, also a woman, mm-hmm. B, technically a person of color, even though, yes. You are a person of color. But yeah. but I mean, it's because my last name isn't like Maria Gonzalez. I can't, Maria's, believe, you know? I can't believe that you're a 35-year-old woman and I have to tell you that you're not your parents. I have to tell, why <laughs> do I have to tell this to everyone? But you're like, not your parents. <laughs> You're not your parents, listener. You can be whatever the fuck you want to be. Um, so it was like that. That would that kind of set like the tone of like, oh my god, uh, they think that they're writing a white man. Like mm-hmm. that's and that is because that and that really puts the onus on them. You think the only people that can write books are fucking white men? Exactly. And that's I was like, man, this is like some like weird. Like this is such an interesting social experiment of how like. I don't know. There's like some weird, like internalized reverse misogyny. Like I don't even know. I don't even know what the fuck you would. That's call why I it. fucking hate David Sedaris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Me talk pretty one day. <laughs> fuck it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I spent the rest of the time just like after the book came out. Like it was so exciting when it came out, and then the rest of the time I just wanted to go into hiding because I was like, oh my god, like people think I'm this like racist um person who doesn't have the the, to say that i don't have enough gay people in my book my public my publisher is gay who published the the book and what am i going to do there are tons of gay people in the book do i stamp the page with gay homo put a pink triangle on that i just like you know i i don't think that i need to identify you know what also i want to say this i've been (laughs) i love your book but i want to say you didn't label the people that were jewish and quite frankly, there are a lot of Jewish people in that book. I need that book to have every Jew labeled so on the sleeve. Yeah, just put like a Star of David on their shirt, somewhere on their shirt, so that I can see that they're a Jew. <laughs> just for me, not for any nefarious purposes. <laughs> just Fucking, going forward, you'd like yeah. to be able to identify them. I think I think the best thing to do would be let me just go ahead and cape for you on this and just say uh if you don't like laura's book maybe you should consider making a fucking book you dumb fuck how about (laughs) how about that you fucking idiot where's your book where can i get your book oh at your mom's house that you made for her in first grade you fucking loser bitch why don't you go sit the fuck down motherfucker sit the fuck down i said sit down Uh, 
That's from Laura to you. <laughs> no, I'm very proud to know you, and uh, I can. You are Laura to me. Like I said, like you're your own thing. Like you, you're definitely not your parents. Your hair's dope. Shirt. Your your house is like. I need some posters from there. <laughs> you're amazing. You're wonderful, and I think that the work that you create is very beautiful, and I love it. Well, thank you, James. I think what you're doing is wonderful as well. Who, me? Yeah, you. I'm just just doing hard drugs and talking to people. We're just in an attic. Listen, when I finally am revealed to be the monster that's within me, Uncle Nasty Fingers, then the whole world's going to say, hmm, really should have seen it coming. He would not shut up about yeeks. What a terrible man. What a stoic monster. What an epic godlike figure, James Earl <laughs> Brassfield. That's me, and that this has really been Tietzi's doubles. Laura has to go to work soon. I so, do. What time is it? It's only one forty. No, that's. I mean, this is a probably a good ending. Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, before we go though, is there anything else you want to talk about? Do you have anything coming up that we can see? Where are you going to be hanging out? What's something you're excited to go do in 2019? You can find me hanging out at Cleveland State in the Chili's Bar and Grill that we have in our student center because they actually do have a full functioning bar inside of the college where they give $4 wine pours that fill up the entire goblet. It's amazing. It is an untapped secret in Cleveland. Go to Chili's at CSU. I will meet you there for a drink. There's and a full bar? There is a full freaking bar in the so student you, center. You did say you are back in school. Yes. Before we go, just like you have probably all the degrees, right? I have a degree in multimedia and web design. I have cool. a, a two-year degree in photography from Tri C, nice. which was a wonderful school. Um, and I'm at CSU now for criminology. I would like to do forensic imaging, like crime scene Damn photography. Damn That's, That's so my cool. But <laughs> like you're gonna be in the friggin' FBI. No, actually, probably not, because did you know that the FBI has an age cutoff date? No, when is it? 37. I think by the time that I finished school, like, you have, to have, had, you have to have had applied by the time you're 36 and a half and be hired on by the time you're 37. You should apply now, because they're really desperate they might you finish your... Well, the government shut down, so... Oh, yeah, they're not taking <laughs> <action>. <laughs> Yeah. If I swear to God, if I don't get my tax return, I'm going to I'm going to set something blank. on fire. I'm going to blank the blank again. I, I swear to God, if I don't get my motherfucking tax return, I'm blanking the blank net and the motherfucking blank and blank. How about that? Secret service. Yeah, come find me and then I'll just put on the suit and just drive back with you guys. Because I'm a trained killer. I've been in the, I've been fucking Al-Bashir for like 20 no, I'm just kidding. Laura does not necessarily support or condone all the statements here. On Neither TV does Sunday's. the Union Club of Cleveland. My, does, my yeah. proud employer yeah neither do the fucking whites at the union club neither does pressure life but that's why you're listening isn't it listener laura thank you so much for being here and letting me spit my rhetoric over your great story thank you so much for having me and let me talk about my small bullshit problem no no i love it you're the best we'll have to hang out more in 2019 i agree i'll see you at the oc's concert (laughs) fuck yeah oh my god Thank you again. Um, and thank you, listener, for listening. This has been another episode of TC Cells. We'll soon be back next week. Uh, our guest will be none other than probably Katie Moynihan, I think. I don't know. We'll be back. And don't forget, if it's Wednesday, it's Teach These Devils. You've been listening. Thanks a lot. Bye, Coys. Bye. Bye.